Welcome to Quadcast. I'm Grant Bruner, and with me today I have two marvelous guests. First off, a returning guest, our very, very first guest of, of the Quadcast, Jordan Knowles. How are you doing, Jordan? Uh, I'm great. That's fantastic. Now, also, uh, we have we have with a, a partner, a cr- maybe like the Catwoman to to Jordan's uh, Batman. That's I don't know if that's wow. Sarah McSorley. How are you, Sarah? I'm I'm good, but I'm trying to parse how I have to be Catwoman now. <laughs> okay, it, it, it's interchangeable. Uh, no, I'm Batman. I'm buying you a cat suit. <laughs> um, so let's let let's uh, let's uh, do some 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 uh, introduction stuff. Um, let's talk about about uh, Sarah. We we know who, we know all about all about Jordan's canon ship and all the choices that she's made. Let's get some information about uh, your canon ship, however, uh, Sarah. So I assume that you're playing FM ship. Yes. So, uh, what uh, are you, are you mainly Paragon or mainly Renegade? I'm mostly Paragon. I actually scarily play a Shepherd really similar to Jordan's. Like we look, they look the same, and they do the same things until the end of the game. It's really horrifying. Right. Except, of course, we know that that Jordan's is is, is named Bruce Shepherd, and yours is Selena Shepherd, right? Yes, that's yes. I don't know where I came up with the Batman Catwoman. Thing. <laughs> it, you know, no, it's you, act. It's apt. Okay. Um, so uh, let's talk about some uh, some of the major decisions. Um, Romance-wise, uh, one, two, and three, who do you end up uh, romancing? Oh, God. <gasps> you have to this talk is, about no, your secret shame. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not my secret shame. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. I've played Bioware games for, like, ever, and I've never able to romance the character that I want to romance. So in one, I totally wanted to romance Garrus, but I was like, well, that will never happen. So I banged Caden okay. to have something to do. And that's my I, 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 that's my coming forward is like I had sex with Caden that one time and it was awkward. And then he complained that I never called after I was dead. And I was like, I'm totally hooking up with Garrus now. What is your deal? And then he comes out in three. He's, oh my god, he's so, he comes out in three as, like, with his weird love affair with steak sandwiches. Sandwich sexual. Like, he takes you on a date in three, and he's like, Shepard, it's cool, we're totally cool now, I love that you're in a relationship with Garrus, let me show you my new woman, her name is Steak. (laughs) He does, watch this scene, it's horrifying, he's like, we're very happy together, and I'm like, I'm very happy for you. I I assume that there is actually a scene in, I have never had a a Caden alive uh, Mass Effect 3 run, nor nor a Caden alive Mass Effect 2 run, he dies in every single one of my games. (laughs) Because I, I cannot put up with him whatsoever. So I, does he actually talk about a steak sandwich? Or are you just talking oh, about his does. glorious man does. boobs? He talks about a steak sandwich. He's that commercial where that guy marries a hamburger. Well, that's gross. <laughs> that's he, that's uh, that's Kate there, right there. Look, you got to get into his, like, you know, whatever makes people happy. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. Much, much like I can never, I can never bring myself to romance Ashley in any in any playthrough that I've ever done. I cannot bring myself to leave Caden alive ever. <laughs> yeah. I, uh. I, I I needed a biotic. I didn't really need a soldier, and also he had available genitals. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but why not Liara? I mean, she's much less obnoxious. Because she really freaked me out. I actually, I like Liara ever since, too. I go back, and now when I play, I, I romance Liara because I like Liara more in Shadow Broker or whatever. But she really freaked me out with the whole, I want to study you for science angle. And I was like, nope. Yeah, she is very uh, painfully awkward in, in Mass Effect It's so awkward. Like, at least Caden, you know, was at least sort of suave. I mean, he had the hair, so... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I had eyes only for Garrus. It was really sad. See, and I. I really think this is a uterus versus non-uterus issue. In that I do not have a uterus, and I do not understand people how the ladies they love they love Garrus, and I'm like, oh, you know, Garrus, he's nice, but I would never ever under any circumstance consider romancing him as a as a femme chap. Uh, I know. It's, I know people without yeah. uteruses. Yeah, it's not a uterus thing. <laughs> it's a general population thing. Garrus is just hot. Ben romances Garrus. Ben plays a friendship and romances Garrus. I, 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 I have friends that romance Garrus too. Is it the voice? Yes, and other stuff. It's always the voice. It's, it's Turian uh, Dong, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and his magnificent Turian peen. <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, some real quick. Let's real quick go over some uh, more more of the uh, decisions that you make. Uh, Rex alive, dead. Rex is always alive. 
It, it, He's my other bro. You know, as much as I love Rex, and I would under no circumstance uh, kill him in my in my main playthrough. Uh, it you know, Reeve is a jerk, but is an interesting jerk. <laughs> Uh, I I am fascinated whenever I have Reeve. Um, he you know it's awful, and obviously he's going to doom the Krogan. But it is it is very interesting to watch. I've never actually met Reeve. Yeah, I never. I I I get sad when I see people <laughs> on YouTube that have videos with Reeve. I'm like, oh, this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy messed up. <laughs> um. Well, or it's like, hey, look at this person who didn't metagame. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to make sure I make every single possible Paragon choice or Renegade choice and to make sure I have enough points to cover whatever thing. Um, so let, let's um, move forward. Uh, the Who who do you have? Do you, well, number one, do you save the council or do you have a new council? Oh, God, I killed them. It was an accident. I picked the, the middle option or whatever, and it's like, oh, we don't have time to save them. We're going to fight Sovereign instead. And I was like, oh, okay. You guys do that. That's yeah, fine. It's the council died. Everyone was mad. Everyone blamed me for it. It was not my fault. I was busy. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, if you if you um, destroy the, uh, or no, if you save the uh, collector base. Um, it's very similar where you're like, uh, well, I guess maybe I should save it for, for later. And then everyone's like, hey, asshole, why are you saving the collector base? I did that too, and then because no, here was the horrible thing of why I saved the collector base was that the person that like uh, was in my squad that plays devil's advocate at that point was Garrus. He was like, "Yeah, you should totally save this," and I was like, "Okay, whatever you say, <laughs> anything you want, dear." <laughs> Smart. And then I come back to the ship later, and he's like, "You should not have done that. That was dumb. That was a terrible decision." And I was like, "Oh, so I, I reloaded." I don't even know you anymore, Shepard. <laughs> he's like, "Why would you do that?" I was like, "Cause you." told me to you said that was a good idea and you said you seem to have some sound reasoning behind yeah, that bioware really they that was a big uh, oversight I and mean, clearly that was not what they intended uh, but man <laughs> well, is that that an oversight like i think it would be different if, if anybody said that it was a good idea but you go back to that ship and nobody yeah miranda the, the you know the quote-unquote cerberus <laughs> cheerleader is like man you fucked up like, I was like, oh, God, I better go back and reload and I guess save Jacob. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, so, so uh, do uh, you put in, do you put in Udina or do you put in uh, uh, Anderson? I put in Anderson. Mm -hmm. Not that that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, nope. and no, it doesn't. Uh, but what, what about, what about um, your, the suicide mission? Who do, do you uh, have anybody, anybody die? I had Jacob die the first time because he volunteered to go through the vents. And I was like, okay, I was just trying to keep Garrus and Tally alive because it was like a couple months after the game had come out and I knew people could die horrible deaths. And so I was putting people I didn't really care if they died or not into the task positions. And it was always Miranda leading the fire teams. And of course that works. So it worked out for me most of the time. And then Jacob died and I was like, oh, he, he wanted to go. So shrug. You know, I, I, you do you, Jacob. I don't you know. Do yeah, I don't know who's. I don't know who's le less interesting, Caden or Jacob. It's definitely Caden. Yeah, they're an answer for you, definitively, as someone who has gone down that dark, dark road. <laughs> well, I mean, Caden is certainly more whiny than Jacob. Well, Jacob, I feel really bad for Jacob because, like, Femshep is, like, all up in his business and he is so not interested. She's for really dirt rapey with him. It's really horrible it's, to watch. It's awkward. Then we had a bro hug and, like, we worked it out. We 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 kind of connected on a, on a very bro level and then he died and it was very sad. <laughs> I mean, much like um, there there is a not so subtle, uh, not, uh, you know, pushing you to romance Liara in three. I really feel like they did that pretty heavily with Miranda and Jacob in two, like, which makes it so sad for what happens to him in three. It's yeah, his romance. <laughs> That's horrible of them to do that. <laughs> yeah, they push you pretty hard to do that, and uh, it, it it doesn't hey, turn out so well. I, I, he leaves you. <laughs> yeah, he he's gonna knock, he knocks up some other chick. They're going to name the baby after you, though. Yeah. Well, that's and not, not creepy. No, no, not your first name. They're going to name that baby Shepard Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you have it every, any other way? That poor kid. 
Hey, hey, it's named after this lady that your dad banged one time. This one time, she was great, son. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna get that baby an ab roller too. Yeah. <laughs> Tally, Tally just loves to die in my games. Um, the, my oh, ver- well. my very first time playing two, um, I was very very careful and I I made sure everyone was loyal and she ended up dying because I left her. I took I think I took like Zahid or Grunt. And I left her to hold the line with the others, and she she uh, died. So the I first to, one. yeah, I, so immediately I have to I have to reload that and undo what I did. Um, I have to change the way that was handled. Immediately goes to the to the wiki. Um, and then in three, I was like, yeah, suck it, the Quarians. I'm gonna side <laughs> with the Geth, and then you no, know, she immediately jumps off off the cliff, and I'm like. God damn it! Now I have to reload the save, and because I'm no way I'm gonna have tally, you know, tally die on me. She tallies out. Yeah, she tallies she out. <laughs> well, I, you know what? Uh, the Geth. You know what? If the Geth had maybe had a squad mate, had had a uh, had a um, a uh, engineer squad mate, maybe I I could have stuck with it. But you know what? You get really screwed if you stay if you if you stick up for the Geth. Like yes, morally, but I, I'm talking about gameplay wise. Come on, guys. I can't have Tally die. That's why you play a biotic. I well, yes, uh, I do play. I do play. A, I do play a biotic. I play. Um, I play a, as a, an adept. Um, speaking of which, what do, what is your what is your main class? A vanguard. I've played a vanguard since the first game, and it only paid off in the last one. <laughs> oh come on, vanguard was really fun in awesome. two. They were fine in two, but like charge was totally useless because you had a really ineffective melee attack and you would just kind of slot swat at people's faces. Like I'd be charging Krogan and then like doing no damage. Yeah, well, you have to certainly charge very selectively. <laughs> it was very it was not it was not the charge Nova Fest that three is. Yeah. And, you know, it's going multiplayer and, and the um, the. Um, the uh, Cerberus, the Cerberus Vanguard, is really fun in multiplayer. Yeah, I like all the vanguards. I like all the flavors. I'm very bad at vanguarding in that I die, um, you know, probably within two or three rounds. Uh, I think part of it, part of being good at vanguard and multiplayer, is kind of having played it in Mass Effect Two and being selective with charging because you do kind of have to pull back out of that mentality of I am invincible. Hey, I'm gonna charge this banshee. <laughs> Oh God! It's a magnet arm. It's grabbing me, and now she's coming there. I I charge everything and then just die, and I. That's don't. because you aren't bad at being a vanguard. Jordan. Well, it's hilarious, though. <laughs> well, and then it's also it's particularly bad when you're playing with pubs because you know I'm not I'm not a a te- hardcore. I'm I'm okay um, with the video games, and I cannot carry a pub team. Like I, I've only I think I've only. Um, finished gold twice, and that was because I was with people I knew on mic. Uh, yeah. Every other time I've tried to play gold on with a pub team, <laughs> it just you—it's like fifth, the fifth, uh, fifth one or the sixth one, sixth round. Uh, yeah, we're out because I I cannot carry the whole goddamn team, and pubs are awful. Yeah, they really are. We can play with like one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll sometimes put one in there or two. And then we'll choose which one is our favorite. Like we'll start <laughs> favorites for no reason. There's not really a skill factor tied to it. We'll just no, be like, oh, this guy's cool. He no high fives me once. Let's go res him and leave the other guy to die. <laughs> We're really vindictive in multiplayer. It's kind of horrible. Um, and then I guess in in three, uh, the the one that the 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 choice that really stands out is what ending uh, do you go with? Um, I like destroy. I I am a destroy. I'm a destroyer. It's the only. It's the only sane ending, and I could talk about it for like an hour. But it all boils down to it's the one thing you said you were gonna do for three games was kill the reapers, and if you don't do it, then what have you really accomplished? Come on, guys. You're preaching uh, to the choir. Not I ain't a choir over here, dog. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's she's all into making the husks her fronts. She she picked synthesis because it's troll ending though I'm i pick sure. it because you can have a funny cop show with a cannibal and his gun <laughs> arm and they have like like a weird teammate dynamic where the dude's a loose cannon and the gun arm's like stop shooting me dude you gotta 
cool off. And the chief's like, you're fired. And it's like, awesome. You can live next door to a banshee. You can ride a brute into work. And, and that's pretty cool. Okay, but like you can't ride a brute into work because they're people now. Uh, but they like to give rides now, too. They have, they have rights, okay? You it's can't called just... slavery, Sarah. There's yeah. people, people pull rickshaws around. Maybe a brute wants to do that. That ain't slavery, riding in a rickshaw. <laughs> Weird place. Um, yeah, I mean, there really it, it really surprised me because after after the uh, ending DLC came out, uh, I was like, "Wow, everybody is just going to pick destroy." This is so obvious. It is clearly the best ending. And then you know, b- having done this show, um, you know, and, and talked to so many people, people have very very different opinions about what is the best ending. And and people yeah. can people argue very vehemently for. Uh, control and control They're seems like cool. the worst ending possible to me. <laughs> control seems horrifying. <laughs> it's horrible. Control is like Creeper Shep is watching you creepily. Do but I also find control hilarious be good. for the same reasons. I find. Be good or God Shep will smite you. <laughs> I, and it also just it seems so inconsistent with the rest of the series. Hey, now Shepard will become the Reapers. That's so okay. bizarre. It's so weird. It's it, okay. One, it's weird, and two, I feel like they're they're like, no, but my shepherd's a good person, and she could be, she's totally gonna be great with absolute power. And I'm like, okay, okay, sure. I awesome. hear, I've heard great things about absolute power. Well, also, it's like, yeah, that might be true for the first, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. <laughs> it's it has horrible implications, and I kind of love it for that. Like, I kind of love the weird Lovecraftian horror of it all, but. I feel like they're not thinking about that. They're just picking it because no, I could totally govern. I'll also, be great at it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a philistine. But any ending where I can where the where I can live is going to be the one that I'm going to pick. That's actually not a thing that really factored into it for me. I really don't think Shepard lives. I'm also one of those people. <laughs> um. Well, you know, head oh, yeah. oh, yeah, all day long. The end. But no, she's dead. She did. I pretend that I live in synthesis and I come back and we're all partying. <laughs> you live out of like sheer, you're just the alcohol in your system. <laughs> it's like Shepard hits the ground and is like, what? Up, oh, party? Party. Did I back out? The whole galaxy is a little bit drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that we've, you know, spent 20 minutes talking about the, the hilarity that is, that is Sarah's shame of fucking oh, Kate. Um, <laughs> that all out no let's talk about what we're really here to talk about and that is cosplay um i i have i have looked high and low for people who want to talk about cosplay and very few people are the 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 people who want to come on the show there's plenty of those and they have nothing to say about cosplay or there's not they don't have they have no personal experience with cosplay um and then the people who are what are you know known in the community of cosplaying they're like Oh, I'm not even going to respond to your uh, to your uh, invitations to come on the show. So luckily, Jordan has no such hangups and has personal and has personal information as well as a friend named Sarah McSorley. So uh, let's talk about cosplay. Um, first of all, let's start with you, Sarah. What sparked your interest to get into cosplay? Oh God, we have terrible friends yeah. who also do it and. Basically, it started off as they were all like last year at PAX, two of our friends dressed up and me and my friend Emmy, we were like, we're going to troll the hell out of them. We're going to make these T-shirts that we paint on like Lego figures. So I was uh, Miranda, but it was just like a T-shirt that I had painted Miranda's shirt and boobs onto. <laughs> and Weirdly, realistically, they were it was weird. It was it was horrible because I didn't mean to do it that realistically. So all of the pictures, it's like I have these weird giant boobs and it, but not. It's horrifying. And then she made a tally hoodie and Jordan was drunk Shep in a bathrobe that she stitched together in like a day. And we were like, that was fun. And then we did it more this year. Like we made fun of them for working so hard on all like all their costumes for months. And we were like, we'll never do that. And then we did it. And we did it. <laughs> really? It's it just your subconscious was jealous. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm still jealous. Um, I really think, you know, I, I, I think the uh, charm of Drunk Shep is really how shoddily made the costume is. If you had, I, if you had worked hard, you know, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going some eye makeup about, you know, how hungover I am, or like, I feel like that would ruin the entire point of a Drunk Shep. 
Yeah, it was mostly it was a black robe that I had stitched an N7 patch to. Um, heart print boxers. That was the hardest thing, was trying to find heart print boxers. They're weirdly hard to find. Um, an N7 tank top, uh, slippers, mismatched socks, which one was like not pulled up. And then my hair is all must. I had my aviators on. And then we put a fake N7 tattoo on my neck and put like blush around it. So it looked really red, like I had just gotten it. And. <laughs> And that was about it. I had a coffee mug and then a, like a, one of those inflatable Omni blades that they gave out, but it was already broken like two minutes into the day. So it just sort of hung on my arm. Like, it was perfect. Not, not really appropriately, like, just sort of uh, It's on like there. the Omni blade has whiskey dick. Yeah, it was a Dude. little like that. And I kept being like, do you guys know where Morden is? Uh, I need to just, uh, fix my thing. Uh. And yeah, if I had put more effort into that, it wouldn't have been the same. No, it, that that's definitely part part of the uh, glorious charm that is drunk ship. Um, so, what th- this uh, recently PAX you guys dressed up uh, and what what did uh, Sarah what what who did you decide to dress up as? Um, I did shepherd armor, but I had made an N seven suit for release night, and it was horrible and ill fitting, and I did not enjoy it. So I switched to making defender armor because that's what the vanguards wear in multiplayer and my shepherd's a vanguard. And I was like, sure, that's, that's what I'll do. That'll be easy. It was no, no. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then what about you, you Jordan, who did you decide to dress up as? Um, I actually made uh, a fallout cosplay with what I made myself. I did the courier from fallout new Vegas. And then our friend who made the tally hoodie made me a costume so that I could cosplay myself in the game. Jordan Knowles, e crimes. (laughs) And she actually sewed the dress for me, and we got me a wig because she has short hair. And oh, not the wig! <laughs> Don't talk about the wig. I'm still having flashbacks. It was very pretty. I have. I was a very pretty lady. She looks like a soccer mom wearing this wig. <laughs> that is glorious. It's absolutely, <sighs> it's absolutely glorious. So, um, Jordan, when you when you decided to to actually cosplay for reals, not, not, not for the lulls. Um, did you, was there almost a coming out process? Was there like a, Hey, you know how I was making fun of the the thing? Well, I'm going to do it this year. Well, we never really made fun of them. No, we were just really like, making fun of. <laughs> don't have this kind of time. We still don't have this kind of time. I have time. You have, well, you <laughs> even, you spent a long time on that fallout costume. <laughs> Uh, but it was more like I would just sort of joke on Twitter, both being like, uh, I think I'm going to cosplay as this. And it would be jokes like I'm going to cosplay as something that I would totally not be a good cosplayer as. And when then, you saw us. yeah, right. you know, I'm going to cosplay as as Anderson in blackface and <laughs> really inappropriate things like that. And then one day I found this picture and I started thinking, like, maybe I could do a Fallout costume. And I was like, I think I'm going to make this Fallout armor. And just was like, yeah, and the more I thought about it, I decided to actually do it. And one day I said on Twitter that I think I, I should cosplay myself, that that would be really funny. And everybody was like, you have to. You have to now. You have to. And I was like, but I don't know how to sew. And so Sarah enlisted our friend, and that's how that got done. Yeah, you guys have pretty good friends <laughs> who are willing to, to create costumes that's, for you. That's the other thing is we have way too many friends who have way too many resources and it's like, oh, this will be easy. We'll just outsource everything we don't know how to do. And they're all enablers. Oh, God. Filthy enablers. None of them will tell you that you shouldn't do something. They'll all encourage you a lot, which is nice and also horrible. (laughs) Because, no, I remember you showing me those Fallout pictures and I was like, oh, yeah, you could totally do that. You could totally (laughs) pull that off. You should do that. And I was, uh, I wanted somebody to say, "Just, just do something else, but. I didn't, and I made it. Well, I, I hereby, I hereby um, submit this idea that your friends should then for for the next for the next packs uh, packs next year should make you a full size photorealistic Krogan. <laughs> um, I think she she would probably want to punch you in the face for that one. <laughs> she's she's angry. Yeah, she's a angry. Don't thing. push her. <laughs> That's the best. I love her so much. <laughs> Um, so let's the 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 process uh, of actually cosplaying. Um, I imagine it's quite hard, um, and uh, and by that I mean the actual making of the costume. So you, you you say that you don't really know how to sew. So Jordan, you know, 
you, you, I mean, obviously the, the part where you outsource is easy because you don't have to do the work. Um, but the part where you actually have to make a costume out of nothing, um, how, how is that? I mean, is, is it daunting? Is it, is it much like staring at a blank page? A little bit. You have to look, I would look at what's on the image of the costume and just sort of mentally with break down how I could make each thing like think like okay well there's pants on this costume and those pants are just leather pants so I could buy old leather pants and then sort of build onto them from there which is what I did with my pants on the fallout costume and like this part's a leather jacket but it's shorter and the collar's like this so I would go to Goodwill's and try to find leather jackets close to what I was doing and build out um it's a lot of looking at it and just taking it piece by piece try not to make the whole thing at once but try to figure out each little bit how it could be made yes absolutely and in fact um we had we had talked uh when we were talking about you coming back on the on the show and may- maybe even doing a, a cosplay episode um where you were like hey you know grant you should you should join us and uh get a, experience the, the madness of our, of our multiplayer rounds and I'm like, yeah, that's totally cool. And you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh, hey, Jordan, you up for some multiplayer? You're like, I have, I have cosplay to do. I get no, no time, no time. <laughs> it was like twelve hours a day, Sarah and I, I would work on it, and then Sarah would come home and we'd Skype for five hours and work on stuff together over Skype. Like, not fun Skype chats. Skype chats where we're just like sitting in silence, gluing things to other things. Yeah. Very. <laughs> Very quiet Skype chats, and then every now and then we'd walk over to the camera and be like, "How does this look?" Like, and, and, but it wasn't all depressing because we did occasionally have Google Plus parties where we would pull in like everyone that was working on costumes, and we had like ten or fifteen friends that were making stuff at the same time. And then the problem is we would all get into Google Plus and start dancing instead of actually making <laughs> our costumes. Yes, it's not conducive to actual work. It's not good for actual work, but being in Jordan's death camps, that was work. That worked. Those worked a lot. Those were really, those are really productive. God, I don't think we played multiplayer for like three months. <laughs> it would be like, oh, oh today's uh, there's an operation weekend, so let's hop on into the operation. Okay, it's done. Back to work. <laughs> um. So, so Sarah, when you actually, you know, obviously making armor is pretty, you know, detail heavy work. Um, how, how, going from you know not being someone who professionally makes um, armor, just making something. Oh, hey, you know, I have a hard date when this needs to be done. Is that is that daunting? Well, I mean, the there's a ton of tutorials online anymore about making in seven armor out of those EVA floor mats, which is why I was like, I could totally do this. I read a bunch of those blogs and most of the stuff I was kind of familiar with because I do all kinds of like art stuff and sculpture things. And I was like, I can glue things to other things. I'll be great at this. And I tried to do the in seven armor and it was very ill fitting and horrible because I did it like two weekends before the game came out. And it's, I don't know. It was like, Oh my God. Trade flat is gone. (laughs) (laughs) It ran away. Uh, yeah, I, I can imagine, I can imagine it just, it just being extre- extremely daunting, you know, like, I, 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 you know, I was a, a design major in college, and it would be like, okay, what I need you to do is design a box from scratch without using any material <laughs> that you would usually use to make a box. Um, well, it's, <laughs> go ahead. it's totally different, like, because I usually work in 2D stuff, and then it's like, oh, but take this and make it 3D, and make it all one piece. And then sort of heat form it into place and glue it and everything. And everything has to be perfect and line up just so because all of these seams are going to have to match to other things. And then you start to actually put the whole thing together instead of just building pieces. And it's horrifying. It snowballs and it's awful. And I hate it. Why did I do this? (laughs) Let's quit, Sarah. Let's go live in the mountains. (laughs) Yes. You make you make cosplay, but it's just it's just hey hey Sarah, look what I made, and then oh oh that's that's great Jordan, look what I made. I, I'm dre- I'm dressed as Morden. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Let's just go live somewhere and cosplay for each other. <gasps> In your beautiful world. Just no stress. Cosplay, cosplay for for a, an audience of cats. <laughs> I was, oh my god! No, we totally did that too, though. Yeah, our cat, my cats loved it. <laughs> Should make you should make them costumes. I'm gonna make Pepper little, little Commander Peppered armor. Kitty cosplay. 
Glorious. I, I feel like any time that I ever talk about it, because I have a ton of friends coming up to me now, because that was my first ever costume, and they're all like, well, can I build something? Because you didn't build anything ever before. And I'm like, no, here's here you go. Yeah, sure, I'll tell you how to do everything. And it's really long, and it's horrible, and it's an awful process. But I promise it's fun. <laughs> it's fun eventually. It, it, eventually the fun comes. Sometimes. Or so they tell me. There's a lot of, of sitting around and just, like Sarah said, reading tutorials mm-hmm. and Googling things it's and a lot of just being on your computer and trying to figure out how you do things and then practicing doing things and then actually doing it for the costume. So wait wait a second, wait a second. This sounds like it's actually work. Uh, uh, I got news for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why, well, number one, I'm just way not cool enough to pull off cosplay. And number two, I'm not interested in doing actual work for no money. Um, it takes a long time to do, too. You don't, like, think about it being that much time but i did not have a life (laughs) for like a month i remember i I was gonna make a pouch for my pants one day before pax and i was like i I got a whole afternoon this pant this pouch probably take me like two hours it took me like six wow i just completely underestimated how much i was actually gonna have to like do on the sides of it and stuff and i still don't think it's good enough and want to fix it some more but it was a, a sort of ragtag and and i managed to get it done but i completely underestimated how long everything would take to make what i find hilarious is that the the very best of the cosplayers like the people that you know everybody who who has who's into uh looking at cosplay and anybody who's into looking uh, or, or knows anything about cons the people that you would recognize uh that they're they're perfectionists so much that when they have a you know a near perfect representation of what is in the game or what is in the anime or whatever whatever it is like it it is pretty like they have you know oh I just have this little decal here you know in this corner that you can't actually see but it's there because I know it it should be there um, that they'll never be happy they'll never ever be happy with the oh, well you know I could have done this and I should have I should have you know I thought I could I could finish this in time but I I, did, I, I had to buy a, a generic umbrella instead of the specialty Japanese umbrella. <laughs> That's why people keep doing it. Because so you actually reach the top of the mountain. You're always climbing. <laughs> it's better tomorrow. So um, it, how, how important is it that you pick something that is... That is uh, something you care about? Like, it's, it's a franchise or a character that you really, really care? I mean, do you think that you could power through something that you didn't you didn't have a, a passion for? I mean, you better care about it because you're going to be yeah. looking at pictures of it for months and figuring out how the different pieces fit together and getting upset at people who design these costumes for games, especially because they just rig it onto the model and then everything bends when you sit down. But most people wearing Shepard armor cannot sit down. Sit down. And models in games aren't the same as people. (laughs) No, it's not. It's it's horrible. Like, they're not designed for real people to wear. And so, like, part of the fun, I guess you could call it, is figuring out how to make it, how to actually rig it so that it stays on and so that you can actually move in it. Yep. So you better like what you're you're cosplaying as. Um, You don't have to, it doesn't have to be, like, a fiery passion. I know some people are like, I just like this character. I think I could pull it off, and I think it would look cool like that. Um, but you better at least at least enjoy it. It better not be something you hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's actually talk about the about PAX itself. Let's do a, a PAX breakdown. Uh, I, I, did you guys attend? What is it? Three days now? Or I guess what is it four? It's, they're going to do four, but there was three this year. It was three this year still. Um, so did you guys? Did both of you attend all three days? Yep. Uh, and and Jordan, you had two costumes. Which days did you? do which um i wore the fallout costume on friday and sunday and i wore my jordan Knowles e-crimes costume on saturday since that was the day everybody else was doing their mass effect one and uh there was a big mass effect meetup at the bioware um base and i wanted to be in my uh mass effect costume for that nice and uh did you stay in costume for the the entire day or did you go like <laughs> i'm gonna go back to my hotel and change no um the fallout costume i discovered partway through i had never worn those boots for more than maybe 20 minutes in my house after about an hour they started to really kill my feet um so i wore i managed to suffer through about four hours in that costume and then i had to go take it off 
that on top of the fact that it was entirely leather. Um, there's a part of my legs where it's hot. <laughs> there's three layers of leather over my thigh and leather over a tank top, like a leather corset that goes over a tank top and then a jacket over that. So it got it got a little warm in the convention center. We'd often go to Bioware booth at Bioware base because it was air conditioned in there a lot and not very crowded. So we'd go there and cool off. But we made it about four hours the first day. Um, the second day we didn't get in costume until like two or three o'clock. And so then we made it quite a few hours after that. And then the third day again, only for about four or five hours. Now, now Sarah, because you, you say that you can't really sit down, uh, is that is that a big hindrance in, in which that's, you were wearing it? That's actually why I decided not to do the N7 armor. That's why I went with the, the Defender armor. Oh, because you can sit down I, in that. Thigh pieces were actually not made of foam. It was all a cloth thing that my friend Emmy had made me. Oh, I see. So I could actually sit down and move quite comfortably. I see. That was like my that was that was the first thing that I did. I was like, "Can I go to the bathroom unassisted? Can I sit down? Yep. Because I'm going to go to a convention in this." <laughs> things that nobody talks about. Now, was it? Was it? Uh... I would say, well, I'm trying to think about the best way to put this. Was it uh, distracting to be in in your in your um, get up, or do you does it almost you know like disappear from your from your mind, Sarah? Um, I mean, I couldn't turn my head around all the way because if I, I had so much stuff up on my up on my neck and shoulders, just because it's really bulky up top. But other than that, it wasn't bad. Um, you you get stopped in the convention because people want to take pictures, yep. right. especially just, across that sky bridge. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, that was bad because there was light and people could actually see you. But, like, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. If you're wearing a costume at a convention, somebody's going to want to take your picture. I wore, like, a Batman t-shirt and a cape to Comic-Con and somebody took my picture. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. You're going to get stopped. And that kind of hinders your ability to actually see anything at the con. But other than that, not really. <laughs> and, and Jordan, did were you able to, was it, was it, were you able to, um, you know, forget about it or was the like the heat overwhelming uh, i felt pretty good aside from my feet and the and a little bit of warmth i mostly didn't notice it um i had a pimp boy down on my left arm that was on a little too loose we couldn't quite get the magnets and stuff the attachments to hold it on right before the con so it was mostly held on by two big rubber bands <laughs> which was sort of the last minute uh fuck it we're using rubber bands solution and that would sort of sometimes move around and I'd have to reach down and adjust it. But other than that, I, um, it was okay. The aviators, when you go into the expo hall at PAX, they keep the expo hall really dark. And so I'd have to always take my sunglasses off. I'd be like, oh, it's, I can't see a damn thing. Um, but otherwise, it was okay. The e-crimes costume, the worst part, honestly, is that wig. <laughs> because I am not used to having hair anymore. I have really short hair. And when I put that wig on, I'm like, what? what do i have hair in my face and i don't know how to react to it <laughs> i don't react to that either <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still disturbed Jordan with hair is horrifying so now that now that now that you you know been bitten by the cosplay bug uh when you mm -hmm. go to the con when you're looking at people in costume you're like wow that's that's a pretty good idea maybe i should do that maybe or maybe hey you know what this aspect of this costume maybe i could do that for my next thing are you just flooded with ideas now well it's really horrible because like anything you ever talk about with any other person who's in costume is how did you do this <laughs> and oh i see that you're also using the same foam floor mats that i did let's discuss our love of eva foam together <laughs> um Sarah, do you would you know would you would you do it again? Um, I'm, I'm going to yeah, because yeah. I have no ability to learn from my past mistakes. And, we're already and, and, and Kate got ahead. over that. Yeah, we're already planning. <laughs> <laughs> we were home like four hours after PAX. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get home. I think we just went back to the hotel. We were like, well, what are we doing next? Are, is there anything you guys want to reveal, or is it way too early? Uh, we're talking about maybe DC characters for Dragon Con, um, but that's oh. up in the air. Just that's in just in discussion up in up in the clouds right now. We'll figure it out when well, time well, comes. Let me propose this. Uh, I, I have I have two words: Jedi robes. I actually have. Jedi <laughs> Sarah, <robes. laughs> Sarah, let's do Batman and Catwoman. 
Um, let's not. Okay. <laughs> I saw people in the RPF making Catwoman suits, and no, no. Oh my god, no. Like, that's the horrible thing, is I've seen people building, like, every current generation costume because I spent way too much time on the RPF forum looking at people's methods and I'm like nope never doing that never working with that material you don't you don't want to make it a, a, a you don't want to be covered from head to toe in pleather oh my god ah. um so let's talk about the, the uh this is the meat of, of the of the of the podcast anytime you're talking about cosplay you have to talk about reactions so I, I have three three specific uh, categories of reactions that I like to talk about. Number one, humorous, the funny reactions you get. Number two, the awesome reactions, the ones that are people that are really impressed. Um, and number three, the incredibly creepy reactions, which are the funniest. Um, so let's start off, uh, Jordan. Wh- what are what are some humorous uh, reactions you got uh, to your two cosplays? Um, the E-Crimes costume I was wearing, first of all, nobody knew who I was. I think some of them recognized that it was a Mass Effect outfit, like they recognized the style, right. but didn't know what the hell I was supposed to be. They, I, know, I think some people thought I was the reporter chick. They like all had different ideas. They didn't know. There were no foreigners <laughs> there? Like, <laughs> there were foreigners. Um, I didn't see most of them. They were all all elsewhere. Uh, but at one point I was standing just out on like the lobby area of the convention center waiting for Sarah because she had gone to change I think yeah I don't know but I was standing there waiting and I had Sarah and I had made war assets like um, note cards that had war assets on them and like they were all cool design they say plus five war assets and had like a little disclaimer on them and I would stand there and wait for shepherds to come walk by and as they did I would yell for them to come over and then give them war assets and ask them to do a favor for me. I couldn't get anybody to do a favor, but they were still kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> that's, also, that's shepherds awesome. do not carry pockets to put things in. They do not have pockets. They would all just look at them and be like, I don't have a place to put this, and then hand it to someone else. <laughs> they don't carry, like, a swag bag or something? I guess not. I, I had pockets. Had they pockets. all were slacking. Um, so Sarah, what, what would you say was, um, the, the more humorous responses, uh, to your, to your cosplay? Um, nothing. I mean, we'll, well, we had this one guy come up and ask us to do the Gangnam style dance while we were waiting in the line. (laughs) And then we performed like the entire music video in 30 seconds for him. So that was great. Yep. That's out there. Well, the question, the question remains who, who was, uh, like doing yoga and who was screaming at the other's ass. Um, I got underneath Jordan's legs somehow, and we were doing the thing from inside yeah. the elevator. <laughs> I don't know how I got down. I was like, I can totally bend down and do this. I can do it. And then all of a sudden, I was on the floor encased in foam, and I was like, I don't know how I get back up from this. This is how I die. <laughs> um, now, now, Jordan, um, were... You know, obviously you had the problem of, in at least in the e crimes, not people not knowing who you were. Um, were who you know? How, did you have any particularly noteworthy um, uh, visitors or commenters that uh, were very impressed with your uh, with your wares? With the with my war assets. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with either people your- did war assets. They, people loved the war assets. I started giving out like when I started giving them out, I was just giving them out to shepherds. Um, by the end of the day, I'd had some rum and I was like, I'm just a war assets hoe now. Who wants them? War assets. I don't care. Don't take care them. If what you're giving them is just a piece of paper, if it's free and it's at PAX, they want it. They'll take it. <laughs> what do you have? Are you giving something out? And you're like, here, take it. And they're like, cool. And they like walk off all happily. <laughs> well, I'd be, I mean, like, think about it. Like I, I don't know, maybe I'm just biased. Cause I actually, I, I'm, I'm hip to the, to the joke or the, the reference, but I think that would be a pretty neat token to like, remember that PAX. Oh, Hey, you remember this? You put it in a scrapbook or something. Hey, remember <laughs> I got this war asset from uh, the woman who was, who was, you know, who's cosplaying as herself. I don't think enough people know I was cosplaying as myself. Let's make a scrapbook, Jordan. Sarah, I, Sarah, I already made the best scrapbook ever. <laughs> I guess that is a problem when you're when you're like meta cosplaying, um, or, or cosplaying something that's obscure. 
um, that people are get, get confused more than anything else. What about what about your other cosplay? Um, did people, anybody have any interesting uh, reactions to that, Jordan? Yeah, uh, people I think recognize that a little more. I had one guy right the very first day run up, and he was giving out little vault dweller stickers, and was like, "Oh, oh my god, awesome! Let me look at your pimp boy," and he was all excited about it and stuff, and and then gave me a little sticker thing for my badge, and he was really excited to see it. So that felt that was a good, great way to start the first day because I was really nervous to put on this whole big leather thing and walk around in it for several hours. <laughs> Um, and Sarah, did you have any uh, any um, particularly interesting or or, or you know nice um, people reacting to your to your shepherd? Um, not really. I mean, it was it was nice to walk around and basically every other shepherd you'd see, you know, kind of nod because you're all sort of understand each other. <laughs> oh, the woes that we've had to go through. Oh God, we've been through so much. We would like compare guns. It was kind of funny. <laughs> there was a lot of gun like passing around. Like, how heavy is your gun? What's your gun made of? Let me let me hold your gun. Let me hold. No, I'll hold your gun. You hold this gun, and everybody is handing their guns to each other. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get pax pox that way. <laughs> I didn't get pax pox, and I licked a sign. I didn't either, I, I, and I totally licked that sign too. So. <laughs> Maybe it was that sign. Maybe it's that sign. <laughs> Unized us. That must have been a very, very attractive sign. <laughs> it was the Bio- Let, let's just say horrible things happened to the Bioware sign outside of the base that <laughs> no man should speak of. So now the the coup de gras, the 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 most glorious of all questions that I've ever asked on this podcast, uh, Sarah, what is the creepiest? Okay. Okay, here's what you have to understand about this, is that me and Jordan, our costumes, like, we were covered the hell up. Like, I'm in giant bulky armor. The chest plate of the Defender armor is, like, inverted. So, like, I have anti-boobs in this costume, and Jordan's got huge pauldron, like, football pads essentially on. So, like, people didn't come up to us and be creepy because we looked kind of scary. Right. The last day of the con, this guy comes up to us and he's like taking pictures and everybody like there's a big group of people like kind of taking pictures because we're lined up for a costume contest sort of thing. So he comes over and he's like, I have to ask you guys a creepy question because I have to be creepy. And I'm like, all right, I got to hear what this guy has to say because I totally want to hear what he has to say because I want my story, damn it. And so I'm going to let him say what he has to say. And then he was like, can I have the creepy fanboy picture? I was like, I have no idea what that means. He's like where you guys kiss i was like um i believe he said almost making out <laughs> yeah, almost making out or something i was like i i don't think that's gonna happen like, no nope. sorry man <laughs> sorry we couldn't help you out with that which is really hilarious because if you follow me and jordan around for like more than three seconds we're grabbing each other's asses and being horrible we're disgusting people we're disgusting <laughs> well what's so crazy is do you think that that works for him do you think that anybody's like yeah okay that yeah, sounds okay. about right he had to warm up to it in his defense. He like he sat there and hovered around for a while being a little creepy before he, you know, was audibly creepy. And he was like amping himself up for it. He's like, this is it. This is the time that this works for me. <laughs> hot chicks. Finally. <laughs> I don't know. Let's do it. I, see, Let's here's do the, it. here's the thing is that I, I do not find I do not think of myself as a very introverted person. I mean, obviously, I, I do podcasts. I talk and that's all I do is I just talk to people. But I feel like I would be like the biggest creeper ever. Going up and asking people for questions for uh, for photos or for anything like I, I obviously you're going to a con dressed up as something you expect to be stopped incessantly but I just don't think I could ever harass someone <laughs> into taking pictures let alone ask them to make out with their friend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a line. I mean, it's, it is though. It's like it's less creepy if you ask to take someone's picture than to just like sort of walk up and snap a picture because that happens a lot. Yeah, which I totally get because yeah, it is like intimidating to go up and talk to people you don't know. That's fine or whatever, but totally ask people. Just don't ask them to make out with their friend, and you're fine. There's That's the line. That's it. That's the line right there. I don't know if he was like, I bet if I just ask nicely, <laughs> That's just I just gotta ask nicely. If you I know, just ask we, nicely enough, they'll totally kiss each other. <laughs> Look, if I if I you know, acknowledge that this question is creepy, maybe they will get over the creepiness and totally make out in front of me. <laughs> He was, you know, he was dreaming. God bless him. Maybe he hung around us for too long and assumed that we kiss each other anyways. <laughs> a lot with people with us. He was like, well, they probably 
any, so I'll just take the, I'll just ask if they'll do it just now. <laughs> they probably are going to go back to their hotel room and do that anyway. <laughs> now, Oops. here's the question. Did you, did you guys, did you guys find anyone who is doing, um, cosplay? Um, now obviously you have, you have, you now have the, the instinct to go, oh, wow, that's, you know, like, that's really impressive. That's obviously must have taken you four billion hours. But was there any cosplay that you guys have seen, you know, at your adventures at cons um, that you've just been like, wow, that's really, really good. Is there anything, any favorites, Jordan? Um, no? Gosh, let me think. I, I see so many. <laughs> I don't know, that's hard. Yeah, uh, like... Princess Celestia was awesome. Princess Celestia was great. Um, they were like really. It wasn't an amazingly well done thing. Like it wasn't a billion hours of work. But I really loved Cardboard Rex at PAX. Oh God, Cardboard Rex was the best. I chased Cardboard Rex down the street. <laughs> to get a picture. I saw Cardboard Rex the very first day when we went in to line up to get into the building, and I was like, I need a picture of this guy who is dressed in a card as Cardboard Rex. I need this. And then come to find out he had Space Emperor Shepard with him. And and an ice cream reaper. Of course. Oh, <laughs> glorious. They were the best. They were just the best. Um, it, was, oh, it was like literally just cardboard sh- shoulders and like a hood <laughs> thing and then a paper mask of Rex. It's really great. I'm more interested in I'm more interested in the ice cream reapers. I think that's pretty funny. It's, yeah, you know the Penny Arcade comic where it's like the ice reapers. Absolutely. They were basically cosplaying that comic. Like, and they had like a the whole comic, like and they had like a print yes. of the comic that they would carry around with them. Some wow. people would know. <laughs> they were fantastic. Yeah, they were pretty great. I gave them more assets, I think. That, yeah, they were just up every day. It, you know what? I think what impresses me, <clears throat> what impresses me, is when people like it's it, number one. It's difficult, like there's shit you have to carry around all day, and number two, it involves you sticking around with your friend all goddamn day <laughs> otherwise your your costume doesn't make sense occasionally um, scream reaper would leave them <laughs> yeah he wasn't always with them i wonder what her life was like alone i do too how do, yeah, how do you explain okay so i'm i'm a reaper but i'm also made of ice cream okay listen you know the guys who make this conference <laughs> yeah no it's like like cardboard rex and shepherd they could totally go off on their own but like i don't know what she was doing because well, I think she was also charged with carrying the comic, so maybe that helped. <laughs> maybe. Man, that is that is that is obscure. It, it you know it, you're, you're talking about it's so it's it's a it's a cosplay of a fake thing that was written about uh, as a parody in a comic uh, that the guys also have. It's so crazy. It's like people dress up as the craziest shit that it's like I would never think. Now, to be fair, uh, I did when I was a child. Um, I was so into Lucas Arts games. I did dress up as Doctor Fred Edison from Day of the Tentacle slash Maniac Mansion, uh, which I which I think is really my only co- cosplay that I could ever say that I've ever done as a child, and that was as a child. But man, the the questions that I got that night, that that Halloween night, um, who are you? What? I'm like, listen, just, listen, just shut up and give me so cool. Listen, there's this video game, and you <laughs> have to solve puzzles, and this is a crazy doctor. And no, no, it's a video game. What's a video game? Yeah, it's um, I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, you're you're among people that that play video games, which is nice. Um, but still, when you're doing something as obscure as, as an ice cream reaper, uh, or even like, hey, this is a character from a multiplayer, uh, the multiplayer version of a popular game, um, a lot of people must be confused. Well, I mean, there's a lot of obscure costumes because people do whatever they like, and some people like really obscure things. Sure. And I mean, I was surprised that mine actually read as a shepherd suit. But I think that was mostly because you, there was an N seven on it. You put a stripe and you put an N seven on it. That's N seven. I get it. Really, you could just you could just wear a t shirt and jeans and just put like an N an seven insignia on on your shoulder, and you'd be like, oh hey, it's Shepard. There was a guy at the at the Mass Effect meetup that's in like half of the pictures from the costume group, and he's just wearing an N seven jacket and jeans. 
Yeah, I should just really just attend the packs in my N7 hoodie. Like, I'm dressed as Shepard. And I was like, okay. <laughs> just go be a casual Shepard. Whatever. You know, everybody, everybody's Shepard at this put point. On, put on your robe and your slippers and <laughs> broken Omni-Tool. Alternately, you could go as Sexy Shep and just go in, in bra and panties. You have to have the little ass window, though, for the panties. Like, it's not accurate to the game unless there's a window showing me your crack. Yeah, get some screenshots and some turnarounds. You gotta you gotta do that right. I mean, if you're gonna do something that skimpy, it's gotta be right, because I'm gonna notice. Make sure you get the right underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Shop around maybe, for that maybe, stuff. Maybe put an N7 on the bra straps, like, maybe. Little, like, little N7 charms could be, like, where the straps are. Maybe you could wear a shower cap <laughs> and, and, and go at, you could go, you could go as trainer and, and shepherd in shower caps. God, don't tell Ritzy that. <laughs> so, don't tell Ritzy that. <laughs> she already has the soap chest set. Oh my God, she was trainer for one of the days or whatever and carried around a chest set of soaps. How do you and even dress up as as tra- you just do you just dress up in like the generic uh, thing? She and made put on like uh, like a, a, a dark haired wig. She has she dark hair. hair. She had the hair. So you don't she even need a wig. How do you just dress oh. up in like in the, in the generic alliance suit? Is basically what happens. And then she carries soap around and creeps on lady chefs. Should be everybody should meet her. <laughs> or you just you just carry should around they? an electric toothbrush. <laughs> I think she had a toothbrush. I think Did she, she had have a toothbrush? shower caddy of like full of just exciting things. Glorious. Okay, that's great. So this is this is very very good. Um, let's talk about plugs. Let's talk about uh, how how people can find out more information and if they want to see pictures and all that stuff, they can follow you. So let's talk about Twitter. Um, Jordan, what is your what is your Twitter account? It's Jordan Knowles at Jordan Knowles. Right? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> at, oh, at, God. At Jordan Knowles. It's just my first name and last name, J-O-R-D-Y-N-N-O-L-Z. And Sarah, what? how can people uh, find you on Twitter? My Twitter is Archforngel, which is just Archangel, but the second A is a four. <laughs> well, if anybody's confused about how to get this, you just go to quadcast.net and you'll we will have links to both Jordan and Sarah's Twitter accounts, as well as uh, Gem and Dizzy, which is the, which is the uh, Mass Effect blog you guys run. Um, so you guys, you guys want to talk about it, talk it up, explain uh, what it is and why people should care? They should care if we update it ever. Yeah, we <laughs> it. Maybe we could update it with some cosplay things. I can be like, this yeah. is how I duct tape things together and you can too. Put our cosplay stuff up there. Um, yeah, we started Gem and Dizzy because I went down to visit Sarah in March when Mass Effect 3 came out, and then we write our feelings on it, and it's gross. Except, except we got depressed, and so we didn't <laughs> feelings about it. We just sat in a dark room and ate Mexican food for six days. <laughs> it was Mexican food, candy, and alcohol. It was a dark time. It was a beautiful time, too, though, with the candy and the alcohol and the Mexican food. I enjoyed it. Wonderful. So if you guys are interested in more uh, Mass Effect tomfoolery, uh, as well as, you know, the glorious, and I, I would love to have another episode uh, or, or another opener and, uh, and closer of, uh, of Jordan's songs, um, their Mass Effect-themed songs. Sarah wrote a song, too. Oh, God. <laughs> it's about Garrus Dong. But... I have a song about Garrus. Is, is it on the YouTubes? It, it's on SoundCloud. I have, I have mostly Dragon Age songs. I'm sad like that. Yeah, I know. Someone's got to fill that niche. You already covered Mass Effect. Okay. <laughs> so if you're interested uh, in uh, hearing hilarious parody songs, uh, as well as as reading their writings and uh, and humorous thoughts about the Mass Effect universe, please go to Jim and Dizzy. Jordan, Sarah, thank you guys very much for coming. I uh, love talking about cosplay. I love talking about Mass Effect. And I'd love to have you guys on, you know, uh, whenever you guys... I mean, now that you have a little bit of time off now, <laughs> since you're not <laughs> you're not building your costumes, or at least you have a little time before the next PAX, um, I'd love to have you guys on in the future, or maybe talk more about multiplayer. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sounds <laughs> great. So thank you guys for, for coming on, and thank you... The listeners, uh, thank you for listening. It's very important. And uh, please, if you're interested in, in uh, specific things, uh, let me know. That's grant at grantbruner.com. And, of course, quadcast.net, available for your listening pleasure. For Quadcast, I'm Grant Bruner. Have a good one. like the way that you take down our enemies when you scope and drop the cuts straight to the heart of me, and baby, you know. 
Reapers couldn't keep us apart And I saw your face the first time three years ago How could I even consider banging a Lenko? I'm so very sorry Thank you. 